T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Uh, he's going to be a star one day. He's going to be a big-time head coach one day. I have no doubt in my mind. Um, that's, that's coming from a personal uh, friendship with me, me, him and I. Also, being able to play for him. You know, I know, um, I know, every, I, I know everything about him. You know what I'm saying? Bear Station, Brian Johnson from Crosby. Going to Baytown Lee, my dad coached him, and being the youngest coach to be an OC at Utah, I mean, all those things, he has a great track, rec- track record, and um, ho- hopefully we can keep him here as long as we possibly can, but um, nonetheless, I'm proud of him, and um, it's definitely just the beginning for the both of us. All right, Jalen Hurts talking about Brian Johnson. That was pre-Super Bowl, correct, Jack Fritz? Yeah, media night. Yes. Uh, speaking highly of who is uh, – I guess most most likely or likely to be the Eagles offensive coordinator, Ike, would that be? Because it hasn't. I have no idea. Seems like just based on what people are reporting that it, that uh, Brian Johnson could be the Eagles offensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right? There's been some in-house candidates or an in-house candidate mentioned. There's we heard Vance Joseph, heard maybe some other veteran guys out there. Eagles probably doing their uh, research right now and bringing people in for interviews. So something we will uh, we will track. For sure, and see where they go. Would you um, would you look outside the organization for a for a defensive coordinator or no, no? I mean, I would keep everything in house. <clears throat> this is a Super Bowl coaching staff. The moment you start bringing guys in from the outside that wasn't here and part of your philosophy and your culture setting, you, you're taking a risk of the culture being um, disrupted. So the one good thing about uh, good head coaches, if you're developing coaches along at the same time as your team is being developed, then you should have guys in place that's ready to go. Andy Reid rarely hires from outside of his coaching tree. It's because he's always developing coaches as well. He's been doing so it for when 20 one years. leaves, he has someone that's there that's also been in training that's going to take the next step. Even has guys go back. Matt Nagy just went back and got a Super Bowl ring. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they, they they go back after their head coaches, and yeah. if it doesn't work out, they go, go back. back. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah, he's he's done it since early in his tenure in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And guys went on to be head coaches, but the Brad Childress just went from being quarterbacks coach to offensive coordinators to head coach. Yep. Marty did it. Yep. He's doing it with guys in uh, in Kansas City as well. So, but yeah. Doug wasn't great at it. Like Andy was all time. And he's had an all-time coaching tree. Agreed. What hurt the last regime here was that they couldn't replace the coaches. You know what I mean? Like, like they they replaced them with guys that they that, fell off after. Yeah, yeah they fell off. He's yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's what did it. 
But I get what you're saying. Coaching was is on the lower on the list of reasons why that thing went down the drain the way it went down the drain. And it's easy to see because the moment he left from here to a completely different organization that was clueless, he didn't do it. He didn't change anything. He just took what he knew from here and placed it there in a in, in a cohesive environment right. that it could thrive in versus being in an environment where it can get stifled, where you have friction, where you have one person pulling this way, somebody pulling that way. That was the demise of the last two to three years of Andy being here. Yeah. 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 His, his ability to coach and teach has always been great. It's the stuff around that was going on. Yeah. It, it had nothing to do with teaching. That's why yeah. his coaches have success when they go somewhere else. Because it's like learning from a Jedi master and you're taking those principles and applying them somewhere else so there must be good principles and the way that he's been the way that he teaches he doesn't teach with fear you know he doesn't run a culture on intimidation like belichick does and all of that stuff like you don't have all of that under andy Reid. nope everybody loves him and that's why his coaches go to other places and have success they may not all win titles or whatever but they rarely go somewhere and it's just a complete failure like Belichick's coaches. It's just rare. It's just rare. It's yeah. just rare. So, you know, that Andy's a great coach. He's a great teacher. Yeah. No, that's true. All right. Um, always has been. Yeah. Yeah. Always, just look at players that played under him. Right. And, and always has been. And even if he, even if guys that left weren't great head coaches, most of them I'm trying to think who would some have of been. that some of this is their limitation. Everybody, right. everybody doesn't have great head coaching them. No, ag- agreed. But I guess I'm looking. I'm trying to see who from Belichick's tree had went anywhere and actually been even good. Like uh, McDaniel has McDaniel. He has like some potential, but he hasn't he hasn't done anything last year or when he was in Denver. Uh, the Cronells and the Charlie Weisses and those guys. I mean, he really like who's who's Jack? Who's his best coordinator that that had went anywhere and did anything? Well, Rabel I mean, played for him. He yeah, didn't. He wouldn't Rabel. coach under him. Yeah, but he still learned everything. Okay. from Bill Belichick. Okay, he doesn't have one, but I, mean, I, I can tell you as a player, you play for a coach for damn near a decade. You pretty much have learned everything under his, you know yeah. about the game from under him. All right, it's just, Flores is a good coordinator. He was never co- he, he was a he had never been a coordinator. Flores. But, yeah, he's under the uh, the Bill Belichick tree, for sure. All right, Brad in Virginia joins us. Brad, how are you, buddy? What's going on? Good morning. Thank you, John. Uh, you had to excuse me. I'm still good, peeling good. pieces of my skull off the ceiling. Good morning. Come on, man. What, uh, what time did you go to bed, Brad? Hey, man, you're killing me. Listen, you guys got to tell me, how does a one-leg-gap quarterback – not get sacked by the baddest defense in the NFL. Can you tell me that? Uh, the Chiefs offensive line <laughs> performed at a very high level. And the, the grass was uh, And the grass wet. is slippery, yes. Yeah. Oh, come on, fellas. Well, you tell well, us. I and thought that's 30, what it was. And he, and he ran, I must have missed something because he ran 30 yards, I think, down the field on one leg. Are you trying to say he was faking the injury? <laughs> I don't know what's going on, man. But I got to finish peeling the rest of my skull off the field. I'll see you guys. All right, man. Wow. <laughs> what does that mean? Now that you – I think he's, he's – I, I know what he's saying. You just – I'll tell you off the air. All right, good. Yes. A bit confused. Yeah, this is not the right time for that. All right, good. Yes. 
Yes, that's actually good. Now, now I, now I, I got yes. it. I got it. Yes. T and Collinsville. T, how are you, buddy? What's up? Hey, long time no talk, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. What's T, up, T? T, how are you, man? Uh, uh, no, man, just you know, kind of coping with everything that happened, man. And um, I got some smoke, man, for a couple of you at the end after I talked to you. <laughs> don't mind. Um, no, we don't mind. No, I know you don't. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the whole process of the whole thing is kind of, you know, sends me to limbo about everything, man. I, you know, you, you know the answers to the test and then you surprise the results, and that's kind of how I feel because, you know, when we came in preseason, man, coaching and experience was a big thing few of us talked about, you guys in general, myself, and a few others. And, it, man, it just shows the fruition, you know, in my experience. And it left us in a vulnerable state moving forward at the moment uh, as far as the organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, losing two coordinators at the same time and all the possible free agents uh, is, is not a good look right now. And I'm not saying we can't come out of it. I'm just being a realist in the situation. Uh, there was a lot of positives that came out of this season in the Super Bowl. But with the in-house capabilities and maybe not sourcing out-house, uh, the inexperiences that showed this season aren't going to get any better next season if that's the philosophy. And I, I'm not really okay with that. I'm really not. Uh, so i got to go against what Ike said again. Um, and uh, I, I don't believe that the in-house move for both sides or and or is the best move. It's just, it's just not me. Now, maybe Brian Johnson might be, but uh, as a D.C., I, I think it's a terrible thing. And, so, uh, then, so well, hold on. I'm going to ask you this. Then what do you do? Do you – just bringing a coordinator, and you are you changing up the defense or? Well, the, the way you stated it, it sounds like you already made your mind up. And if that's the way the organization is running right now, and you're on point with that, I have a problem with that because I didn't hear about any due diligence they did with interviewing. Well, well, here's the thing, though. T. Here's the thing, though. You have a problem with it because you don't like the philosophy or the style of the way Jonathan Gannon ran the defense. But if you're looking at results, what do you think the Eagles are looking at? If they're looking at results and they no, say that they – hold on, just let me – I'll let you go, let me go. They're looking at the results of how the defense not just played in the second half of Sunday's game, but how they played over the last year under Jonathan Gannon. So if they decide, I like a lot of what we've done this past year, I want to continue that. I don't want to change it up. Maybe it's beneficial to keep these guys in the same defense for another year versus having to learn someone else's defense when they come in and then try to perfect it. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely, but that's not even what I'm touching on. What I'm touching on is if you want to go back to back. Now, this is, this is Black History Month, so I don't want to go at you too hard. And, you know, we can, we can do this MLK style, not, not <laughs> It has nothing to do I with all that. You just said you disagree. Joking, okay. Joking, all right. Yeah, go what ahead. I'm is, what I'm saying is, is that a lot of us didn't believe in the Jonathan Gannon intricacies of his philosophy. Right. And if he had another gentleman under him, what makes you think that us as a fan base is going to believe in the same philosophy when he also has a lesser track record? I'm not saying I'm not saying you're going to believe in it or you should believe in it. But you ask me, I didn't have a problem with Jonathan Gannon like the majority of the fan base does. I've actually understood the philosophy and what he was trying to do by not give up big plays and rather have you. Okay, so I didn't have a problem with it. So I'm just giving it to you from my perspective. I didn't say everybody was going to love it. No, I just said I was. I I just didn't believe in it. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, so I think you missed the point. So, so I'm telling you why I didn't believe it. Oh, no. I, I, but, no, I believe that, though. I, I'm saying I know a lot of people that don't believe it, and I'm not surprised by that. No, that's pretty much been <laughs> yeah, our show yeah, for Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. Six months. Yeah. That you don't believe in it, and I'm not trying to convince you of anything. But if you ask me what I think the Eagles are going to do, that that's what I think they're going to do. And if you're asking me am I okay with it, yeah, I'm okay with it. Why would it not be okay with it? Unless you present me with something better. It seems like you just want change and some people want change for the sake of change. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they went to they went to some imaginary defense yeah. that, that their guys are <laughs> dropping out of the sky in blitzes and That's they blitz fifty seven percent of the, the time. I'm not I know. telling you Jonathan Gannon is the greatest defensive coordinator ever. I'm not telling you that. You know what you're doing? You're being realistic. Yes. In, in the situation. This is how a lot of defenses play in the NFL. So if you're expecting the Eagles are going to hire hire Buddy Ryan Jr. or Rex Ryan to come in here and be blitzing all the time and not have anybody back in coverage and try to kill the quarterback. I don't think they believe I, I in that. I don't think they're going to do that. Yes. In fact, I'm sure they're not going to do that. They have personnel that they like for the defense that they're they're running right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, could they say, hey, listen, for this coordinator, all right, he wants he wants a little bit of a different style of linebacker or something. Yeah, then you go out and you try to you try to get, well, get that's the, the thing players you do. that they want. You bring in better personnel. Right. How about that? Like, like that's that's what helped Jonathan Gannon have a good defense this past year. You're gonna have to replace this personnel. It's not gonna be just scheme that gives you a good defense. We need linebackers. Okay, we're gonna play replace corners. Okay, I don't. Are we gonna have? What you do, correct? Yep. Yeah, I mean, this is—it's so much more important that Howie is giving good players. Yes. Than we're 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 finding this defensive coordinator out there that doesn't exist that we think exists. That's, that's different because now you're talking about changing an offensive philosophy, coming in with a new scheme. I get all of that, but defensive-wise, defensively, I just—I I don't know. We're not going to bring in Wink Martindale and all of a sudden become the the, the highest blitzing team in football. I mean, if that's what the Eagles wanted to do, then that's what they would have done. Jack, what are you looking for out of a, a defensive coordinator? Since you're the one person on the show that was not necessarily a Jonathan Gannon. Not that I'm a Jonathan Gannon fan, but I'm well. also – I mean, <laughs> me, me like well. It. No, no, see, here, here's the problem. And I don't entirely lump you into this. It's, it's most, it's most, most of people. the idiots out there. that they had, this, they had this vision of a defensive coordinator and a defense that doesn't exist. It doesn't, doesn't exist. Well, what, I, think, what you, I think the frustrating part for me is that I felt like this is the most talented defense they've had since 04, mm-hmm. right? And every time they went up, I, I, I can't explain defensive scheme, whatever. But every time, I'm with you on the quarterback thing. Every time they face a good quarterback, they got torched. And yes. if, they, if we can't ba- blame the players, which we should, I mean, I thought they were brutal, then we got to blame someone. All so I blame want, the players. All I want as a defensive coordinator is someone that is not going to be back on their heels. Like, the whole time. It felt like they're always just like, you got to beat us with a thousand paper cuts. Think about this. Think about this. We haven't liked the last two coordinators that have been here. No. They both have been in the Super Bowl. Correct. One won the Super Bowl. <laughs> and both got torched in the Super Bowl. One was lucky. Yeah, but you got to get player. there, though. You got to get there, though. And the, de- gotta, and the defense got They got torched got by Pat there. Mahomes and Tom Brady. I'm sorry if Michael Jordan scores 40 on you. I'm sorry if LeBron averaged 40 on you. Kobe, like, I'm sorry you didn't lock him down, Iguodala. You got the MVP anyway, and he averaged 40 points a game. Yeah, because you know why? Because that's greatness. Sometimes greatness just does what greatness does. Yeah. I would, and again, like, but the week before, the Bengals held him to 23 points. Like, the, the Jaguars before. The second time they played him in a month. Yeah, they, they, they shut him down the first time, too. 
They didn't shut him down. And he was a week removed from a high ankle sprain. Yeah. Not three weeks removed from a high ankle sprain. Oh, he's fine. But but see, Jack, it's like fine. by the way, I can agree with a lot of what you're saying, but at the same time, have a have a realistic view and have a fair view of, of what happened yeah, in the it, Super Bowl and what we're gonna yeah, do going forward. If we're asking for a defense that's gonna shut Pat Mahomes down. Like, I, like you know, come on, man! I like to make him think a little bit. He was—he didn't—he completed every pass in the second half. It was easy. It was precision. Well, okay. Well, how about if we don't give up a touchdown and a punt return? I agree. But one, but one side, one side allowed, allowed eleven points in the second half, hey, and the mm-hmm. other side allowed four. Should have been four straight touchdowns. I know. And one side gave up seven points and another seven points. Make them sweat a little bit. Four, hey, Jack, how much yards per carry? And I, and I hate this because I'm not I'm, like I'm not trying to defend Jonathan Gannon. Mm-hmm. How much? How much? <laughs> how much money do these defensive linemen make between Hassan Reddick and the rest of the guy? On the highest paid position on the team, on the team by far, yeah. and probably in the NFL. Yeah. If, you, if you look at allocation of resources and yeah. money to the defensive. Look at the, look at the right. two the two cornerbacks getting you know slashed by Valdez Scantling and Juju. No production out of the defensive line. They got ran on and they didn't they didn't sniff a sack all all game. They got they got dominated by the Chiefs offensive line. That's, no one wants to talk about that. That's the one thing nobody wants to talk about. It wasn't the passing game that killed the Eagles. The Chiefs running game in yep. the second half killed the Eagles. That's where they started running the ball. I think Pat Mahomes had 90 yards passing in the second half. Yeah. So you can blame Jonathan Gannon for some of that. But just, the just, run game, though. But like you said, the run game, and I'll tell you, as a when you're a run defense, that's about man up, beat, beat, beat your blocker, get off the blocker, and go make a tackle. Right? I mean, Jonathan Gannon can't – he's not going to have an eight-man box going up against uh, uh, Freddie Pacheco. What's, what's Pacheco's first name? It's Isaiah. Isaiah. It's not, it's, no, it's not Freddie Pacheco. Yeah, it's my name, Isaiah. No, that's what I was thinking, Freddie Pacheco, the boxing uh, – the, the boxing doctor. Yes, the doctor. Dr. Pacheco. Well, he's a cut man, wasn't he? Yes, yes, he was. He was. Anyway, I, I just don't know what the Eagles were supposed to do in that game from a defensive standpoint other than find a way to make a play. Yep. That, that's all. That's what Brandon did. That's how he won the Super Bowl. People don't understand that. Had, had Brandon not made that play in the Super Bowl, you know who would have been getting roasted that next day? Jim Schwartz. Jim Schwartz. <laughs> oh, because we didn't like him anyway. Exactly. It's, it's the same thing. It is. It's the same thing. Except they won, so we can remember that defense. They're stars. They're Super Bowl heroes. They're Super Bowl heroes. Yeah. But, but in reality, the defense got torched in the, in, in yeah. the uh, second half long. of the game. In both games. I think did we have a ten point lead in that uh, Super Bowl seventeen? Early, I mean, it was nine nothing. Well, I mean, even at halftime, what was our halftime lead? I think it was ten. Yeah, oh, that's I crazy. think it was a ten when we got to uh, Philly special. Yeah, they were definitely leading at that point. Yeah, it was twenty four to twelve. So we had a twelve point half. lead at halftime. Yep. Now we won that game, or we would have been the only team that's blown two ten point leads oh, at halftime. Oh boy, I don't know. The city would have. <laughs> We'd have been the only team to ever blow. Two 10-point leads at halftime in the Super Bowl. Page, um, so then it became the, the start of the second half Gronk show, yeah. and then that's when you had the the Hogan, Hogan's heroes, because of Kevin Hogan. He's running with no one even near him, just running out there on the field. Yeah. And they, they took over, but then the, Eagle, the Eagles kept answering. Eagles were answering in this game, too. At least Jalen did one time. Yeah. Well, they only got the ball three times, and listen, the, the, the more <laughs> – the, the further we get away from that game, the further that, the, the more and the more that third and two that led to a punt comes, it That's looms. It, lo- well, it looms even larger. Yeah. It looms even larger because you're realizing you only had so many opportunities in the second half to have the ball. That was it. 
Like that's the, and that's the only time we went three and out, right? Yeah. Yes. So the uh, second half, See, second half of 2018. T- here's the here's the Chiefs touchdown, 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 fumble. Of 2018. Two, oh, the Super Bowl they won. The Eagles yeah. won. Touchdown, oh, touchdown, the touchdown, touchdown for the, the Patriots. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Touchdown, 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 fumble. Yeah. Look at that. Similar to to this game without <laughs> yeah. the fumble. Without the fumble. They got the they ball. Got a field they got, goal. And they in uh, the Patriots had the ball though. But Br- Brandon came up with a play. With a play. Yep. That this defense couldn't get a play. That we couldn't get a play. They needed a play. That now that's where I'll I'll listen, I'm not telling you the defense is blameless. That's that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying when you look at this game and you look at this team, there are other facets of the game that also contributed to them losing. And to go back to our original question when we started the show about do you feel like the Eagles blew this game or did they lose to the better coach and the better quarterback, that's why I go back to they blew the game because I thought they went toe-to-toe with the Chiefs. I thought they went toe-to-toe with the Chiefs. I'm allowing for the Eagles' defense to have given up some plays to Patrick Mahomes. And we, to act like Patrick Mahomes wasn't going to make plays in this game is just crazy. It's just, it's just foolish thinking. You knew that he was going to make plays. I needed the defense to come up with a play, though. They didn't make one play the whole game. Nope. They didn't make one play the whole game. The whole game. Whether you're getting the Pat Mahomes with a sack, I mean, a tip ball that leads to an interception, punch the ball out of fumble with the running back, block a field goal, do something. Big third down stop where do, you get the ball back. Do something. Yep. They didn't do anything. By, the, by the numbers, do you want to go by the analytics or whatever? Whatever. Yeah. Shield tweeted this this morning. Since 2000, they've played 400 games. I saw that. This is yeah. about their – it was their 391st worst defensive <laughs> performance ever. Yeah. Happy Monday. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that. What was 2000? What was 2018 <laughs> Super Bowl? I don't know. Probably yeah. worse. Yeah, they got a turnover that game. <laughs> True, <laughs> they did get one, that, and that that was the difference. And that was the game. difference in the game. That yep. was the difference in the game. That was the difference in well, the game. Well, that man. was great coordinating by Jim Schwartz for Brandon Brandon to get the sack. I tell you, man, that and that's why I'm telling you when we when we continue to look back at this Super Bowl. It's going to hurt. As great as this season was, man, we're going to be like, man, that was our chance right there. All right, 215-592-9494. Marks and Reese, 215 Oh, man. Thought I, I felt better coming in here today until we started talking about it again, Ike. Well, I've thought about it every day. Back to your phone calls coming up <laughs> next. Only because life has changed. I mean, we just spent six months going through Eagles and Phillies and everything else. I've spent this week, I don't know where the hell I'm at. Yeah, if they won, we'd be – We had a parade, parade today. Yeah, parade tomorrow. Or today. I, I just looked up, and the, the Chiefs have their parade going uh, on right now. Yeah. yeah. What did Pat Mahomes have to say yesterday about Jalen Hurts? We have that audio. Brian Balding, you're coming up at 4 o'clock. We'll ask him all these questions about the Eagles' loss. Mm-hmm. Marks and Reese, 94 WIP. Hey, listen, let's lose some weight. All right? Football season's over. No more excuses. No more excuses. Eating season's over. Let's start your spring training. See what we did there with NJ Diet. It's a weight loss program that contractually guarantees you'll lose 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days. That's right. 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days. Contractually guaranteed. 
NJ Diet starts with bioenergetically personalized supplements based on your hair, saliva, and blood work. Then NJ Diet uses DNA testing to create your ideal diet and workout regimen to help you keep the weight off. You're fully monitored throughout the entire process and uh, to make sure you're learning, uh, still burning fat and not just losing water. You also get the doctor's personal email and phone number. NJ Diet, all natural, no shots, no hormones, no surgery, no prepackaged foods. And there's locations nearby, King of Prussia. Cherry Hill, New Ark, Delaware, or from anywhere with live online video consultations. So what are you waiting for? Guaranteed weight loss. Get it today by calling 855-5NJ-DIET. That's 855-5NJ-DIET or visit njdiet.com. That's njdiet.com and lose the weight for good. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The first time in Super Bowl history a team loses putting up 35 points. Uh, how would you assess Jalen Hurts and what he did last night? Yeah, I mean, he played great. I mean, from start to finish, he had a great football game. Um, and uh, he threw the ball uh, in some tight windows. He threw the ball deep. Um, he ran the ball when his team needed him to run the football. Um, and obviously the rushing touchdowns. I mean, he played an almost perfect football game. And so uh, it took everything that we had to win that football game. And uh, he's going to be a guy that I'm going to play against a lot of times the rest of my career. because He's going to always be in these big games. Patrick Mahomes talking about Jalen Hurts. We are back. Is this the new AFC-NFC rivalry between two quarterbacks and teams? I mean, as long as we fulfill our end of the bargain, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, we have to. Yeah, I hope we're not just looking at Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl every year. Jack, Hurts, is this like a new uh, bird magic thing? Be good for us. I mean, there's, I mean, let's Hell turn yeah. to what, Dak and, uh, Dak and him <laughs> or it's Justin new- Fields or – Right. A quarterback we don't know that's in the mm-hmm. NFC yet or will be in the NFC. I mean, it should be. Yeah. Yeah, it should be. I mean, he's going to be uh, you're going to be paying Jalen like it, but the Eagles, the rest of the Eagles need to hold hold up like Howie Roseman needs to needs to construct this team, needs to take that next step. There's going to be a lot of people leaving. Well, yeah, I mean, but also you know, it's it's listen, Jalen had a wonderful year. You don't become great by doing it once. You become great by doing it every year. Pat Mahomes has been in three Super Bowls. He's been to five straight conference championships, and that's since he become the he became the starter. He's a two-time uh, league MVP. He's a two-time first-team All-Pro quarterback. Like that's why he's being mentioned with greatness, because he does it every year. He does it every year, and all really really does is to me puts more pressure on Jalen because you don't have the same obstacles that Patrick Mahomes has to go through. 
You don't have Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Like You don't have all that to deal with. Nope. So you're, you're in Brock the Purdy. NFC. You're in the NFC. So it really, it really puts more pressure on the quarterback. And the reason why I say that is just look at that Chiefs team and look at the offense. Sky Moore, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Juju Schuster-Smith. Who else I'm looking at? Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony. Justin Watson. Who are these wide receivers? <laughs> you, have, you have Pat Mahomes. Who are these wide receivers? And I know Jason Travis Kelsey is there. I get it. He's a tight end. I'm talking about the wide receivers that Pat Mahomes went out there and threw for almost 3,500 yards with. Nobody's is what he did. And yep. they won the Super Bowl. He threw almost 40 touchdowns, over 5,000 yards, won the MVP, won the Super Bowl. You do that when we can't put all pro receivers around you, all pro running backs, and everything else. That's what the great ones do. Right. That's what Brady did for years in New England with no offense. Years, yep. That's what the great ones do. I'm not telling you that. We, now, fortunately for us, we have A.J. and Devontae. Thankfully, we have them here. So that's even less of an excuse for you. Yeah. That's even less well, of it, an excuse. It, it really it it's it's the side that there's still people out there. It's almost like the Chris Sims side, which is, hey, listen, this this guy's playing with great personnel around him. He's got great wide receivers. He's got Dallas Goddard. He's got a couple of running backs. That's a part of it. Let's see what he would like. If, if Jalen Hurts the quarterback of the Chiefs with that exact roster, and now Andy Reid's still the same coach, I think they're a good team, but are they a Super Bowl team? Is is Jalen Hurts the MVP of the league? I don't know, I, but I'm not even no. arguing that. That's not what I'm arguing. That's, that's not even a point that I'm making. I'm just making the point that when we're talking about greatness, it's not done in one year. It's done over time. And so he has to do this yeah. every year. If we're talking about being in a new rivalry with Pat Mahomes, unless we're meeting up in the regular season, the only way you're going to meet up in the postseason is if we make the Super Bowl and they make the Super Bowl. So I look at the Eagles, and we all feel good about where they are. Thank God we don't have to find out that he doesn't have any talent around. He's going to have two wide receivers around him and a tight end for the next five to six years. Yep. He's going to have that. My only point is is that there is no excuse. Now the bar has been set. It's what we expect. Yeah, there's, no, go, there's no going backwards. I, yeah, what what yeah. I'm going to do, hope for a wild card game next year? <laughs> no, I'm hoping to get back to the Super Bowl next well, year. Well, now now the Eagles have to break the 2004 NFC East streak that hasn't been back-to-back in 20 – it'll be 20 mm-hmm. years or approaching 20 years. Can he do it again? Jack, is that, is that a major question? Because I've already, I've already been like, no, nah, Jalen's going to do this again next year. He's not going to take a step back. Right? Like, they'll be fine. They'll be the same next year. They'll be fourteen and three next year with well, no, number one seed. What, what I'm saying is that I, that I don't think I don't think I'm going to look at, and I'm not saying I'm right. I'm saying that I've already I've already like I, I've already paid the bill of no Jalen's going to be great next year. That no no slip. Yeah, but I don't know if you believe that though. I do. What do you okay. mean? You don't, you don't know if I, I believe that? Well, you I said mean, it. You said it. I, I don't mean. I, so what? You said it. That don't mean I believe it. You believe it. But I I mean whether or not he's he would be the MVP of the league, I believe that what you saw this year out of Jalen Hurts is that he is a top five quarterback. I don't think he's closer to ten or fifteen. I think that he's much well, closer to that's the top a fluid five. thing too. And I know so it is being top five every year, he gotta be pretty damn great every year. Yeah, I mean to, but to your point he's gotta do it year after year after year. Pat Mahomes has done this for however many years in a row. Yeah. All right. 
Twitter questions brought to you by Marks Jewelers. If you're looking to get engaged, visit the home team. Best selection of diamond engagement rings to fit every budget. Marks-Jewelers.com. 87% last time I checked, Ike, we asked the question, did the Eagles blow the game uh, or did the better team win? 87% think the Eagles blew the game. 88% now. Yeah, smart. A lot of votes. A lot of votes. Ryan in Berlin, what do you think, man? How are you? Hey, thanks for taking my call. I'm first-time caller, and I'm part of that 87 88%. They, they did blow it. Um, I got a couple of points just to make. I mean, my take on it is, and Ike, I think you said this earlier, where was the big play from the Eagles? To me, the big play was the two-point conversion because right there, that showed me that Jalen, that was like a, a Kobe mo- moment or a, a Tom Brady. Like He took the game into his hands, brought us back, and I was just waiting on the defense to get a stop after that. Mm-hmm. And that's where they blew that's where they blew it for me because I feel like as an athlete you like you see like how do you not get motivated? I got motivated after seeing that. I really thought that they were going to get a stop and we could, you know, handle business like we did all season. And they and I don't blame Gannon for that. I blame the players because they did nothing. They did nothing on that drive. And we know the end result, and you can talk about the whole, but they did nothing to stop them, yeah. and that was the end of the game. And it hurts, and I'm going to be thinking about that, but Jalen, he took the game in his hands with that two-point conversion, and I think that was the big play of the game, and he just he did it. So And you needed the defense. You needed the defense right there, Ryan. Appreciate it. You needed the defense to go get, even if you're not going to get a three and out right there, you got to get off the field. Like the Chiefs got that ball back with – Five minutes and something to go, I believe. I think it was five minutes and something to go, right? After after Jalen got the two-point conversion. By the way, I still don't know how the hell he got the two-point conversion. He ran they through, got it with ran five. Eight Chiefs to get in the end zone. They, they couldn't tackle the quarterback for some reason. 5.15 left. 5.15. Yeah, you got to get off the field. You need one more possession guaranteed. You got to get off the field. Yep. Your quarterback goes down, ties the game up with the two-point conversion. He's right. When you're on when you're on the sideline and you see that, that's got to make you feel like, man, I got to go back and get him the ball. Let's get our offense the ball back one more time. We only need a field goal to win this thing. Let's get them the ball back. And that's where the Pat Mahomes run, I think, broke our back. That long run when he had the 26-yard run, 27-yard run, whatever yep. that was. I don't even know what down that was. But I think right before that, did he hit Juju? It was first down, I think. Did he have a play where he hit Juju over the middle? They almost had him for a sack. I'm, I'm kind of envisioning the play in my mind as I'm talking about it. They had him for a sack. He rolled to his right and, like, hit Juju over the middle. I don't know second if that was and, for, Second and seven got a first down. It was a 10-yard. That was a 10-yard? Okay. And that got him close to midfield? Yes. And then the big run came? So here's the – here's they started at the 25. Here's the, here's the drive. Three yards run Pacheco. Got it. Mahomes, 10 yards to uh, Schuster-Smith. Pacheco, two-yard run. Uh Second and eight, Mahomes goes to Travis Kelsey for seven. They get some near midfield. And a third and one. one. I do remember. I remember that one right there. A third and one. This was a backbreaker. Third and one, Pacheco had had a toss, toss and there was nobody near him. Yeah. And he went 10 yards. The toss play. That one hurt. Yeah. That's where you're thinking you should get off the field. They didn't run the ball up in the inside. They ran it to the outside. That's the toss play where C.J. Gardner-Johnson made. That That could have easily been a touchdown right there. 
Uh, matter of fact, that might not have been a bad play if you just let him win on the score, even though I know that's not what you're thinking at that point, at that point where you're at on the field. And then and then the play came after that. The uh, Pat Mahomes play so, after that. So that's a that's a first and ten from from the forty three, okay. and that's where Mahomes went for twenty six yards. Play, yeah. So Pacheco Holmes back to back. That's two runs, and one's a quarterback scramble. Yeah. After there wasn't anybody open. Yeah. God, it's back breaking. Yeah. The third and one. That's what it was. You would have thought third it would have been one. Mahomes laser pass to Kelsey yeah. and he's running. That's the two biggest plays of that drive. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get the ball back to your offense there. Well, and if you want to, you know, kind of defend Gannon in a way, I mean, technically they did get off the field, but the penalty was called. Like, if, if you don't think it was a penalty. Like, but that, ah. So I was using that I was using that as evidence last night against people on social ah, media. That's a good point right there. It te- they technically did get a stop. If you, if you, the, and the ref screwed us. So now we're back to this. So one, that's tomorrow's show. The ref screwed us. One listener was going back and forth that, that was good. telling me how great Spags did because on that third and two, he sent a blitz and was able to get the ball back. Mm-hmm. He said he got a stop. And I said, well, Gannon, Gannon got a stop too. Everybody agrees it was a bad call, right? Right. Yeah. Except they called it. Except yeah, yeah ex- except they called <laughs> except it. They it called doesn't it. matter. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. They needed to get off the field right there. And they 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 needed after Mahomes got that run, they needed to hold the Chiefs to a field goal. But Chet, that that third and one. So on that play, is that just they were expecting something on the interior, and it was oh, a yeah. good pl- play call at the right time? Yep. Man. Because there was no, I mean, there were, like you said, um, uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson saved the touchdown on that one. It looked mm-hmm. like it might have been a touchdown. Well, it's third and one. You don't expect a toss. Yeah. On third and one, because it's, it's a one yard play. You're expecting something north and south, something that hits quick. So you don't, because when you run a toss, now you're running a play where the back can be tackled five yards in the backfield. So you don't normally see it. But that's what the Eagles were expecting uh, inside play, it looks like. And then the Chiefs ran outside. Give them credit. They, they ran a toss, and I don't know if Mahomes gets up to the line of scrimmage and it's a, if there's a defensive look he's looking for and he checks to a run because sometimes a quarterback gets to the line of scrimmage and you get a two-way go. He decides what he's Yeah, if, if you get up there and you feel like it, all the gaps are taken up and they're expecting an inside run, you feel like you can toss it to the outside, you check to it. If you feel like they're in a regular defense and it may be somewhere where you can slide in, you run it on the inside. So, I don't know if that was the case, but it wouldn't surprise me if that was what happened there where Pat Mahomes just said, you know, Omaha, Omaha, and you go outside with it. Damn. The Eagles weren't ready for it. That's for sure. Let's go to Todd. Todd is in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Todd, how are you? Um, Not doing too good this week, guys, to be honest with you. Yeah. I feel kind of like I did after the 04 year. Um. I just kind of feel that I don't feel the Eagles defense played well at all uh, via the second half and that, you know, sort of, you know, built to the end of the game. But I I feel there was some, just me, I I feel there's some very curious things that went on in that game. Um, One, when they showed the cleats for the Eagles, it seemed to be a gigantic pile of cleats that they had to change cleats. Mm -hmm. And they showed the to be no cleat changes, which didn't really make sense to me. Um, then the thing with Mahomes at the end of the half, he looked like he was in agony, and then he comes back out, and like he's running kind of like he's Steve Young back in 1984. I, I don't... It, it, it's kind of... He's not a great athlete, but 
Like I did have sprained ankles. When you have that and you re-injure it, I don't think in a half hour you so kind so. Of hold on. So what, what do you think saying? happened? He took a pain pill. He took a pain shot. A painkiller. I don't know. Like, it just well, I don't even know if that's illegal. Is there something wrong with that? I don't know what he took. <laughs> or or maybe maybe <laughs> don't know what he took. Or maybe he just. I, he just wrapped it and went back out yeah. there and ran around on a bad ankle. Well, I'm just saying, I don't Maybe. know. I don't know if it's illegal to take some sort of pain injection. It's not. Okay, so unless he's implying he took some sort of steroid HGA, like what do you, right, like, so, what do you, you, you want us to figure it out? You don't. You want to say it's peculiar and then just leave it out there dangling without saying what you're actually thinking. So, like, Jack, what are you thinking, Jack? Have you seen the non the bogus nonsense thing that's out there? So there was like. There was, I think it was even a Twitter account of somebody, like not even a real reporter or anything like mm-hmm. that, that had said that, that Mahomes took a steroid shot at halftime, and that's why he was able to, to run around out there. Like it was like instant HGH, bam, and yeah, it made I don't the ankle better. Yeah, how does that help? It does. Yeah, I, yeah, I would, yeah, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. I don't even know how that would help. You just take Toradol. That was the painkiller. Yeah, you take a painkiller if you want to. If you want to subside pain. <laughs> I mean, what he's thinking HGH shots? Yeah, like, like gonna what make is he doing? Burn. Like, yeah, like I whatever. Uh, what did Ray Lewis take? And the deer antler <laughs> spray. Yes, <laughs> but that's actually something that you spray in your mouth. It is. Yeah, I think. Pause. <laughs> no, it, 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 yeah. What does it do? It's supposed to make you numb, right? I, I guess. I so, hope so. so right? that, I mean, <laughs> I guess. It, it, makes, it, it makes you like crazy, not crazy. No, like, it, it's not. It's. I don't think it's like that. I think it's supposed to give you some type of wake you up, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, I just do those on a regular. Yeah, well, you took it before the Chiefs game in like '98. You almost killed a guy, didn't you? Didn't Ray Rhodes used <laughs> to do a, it before the game a good too? Memory, yeah, yeah. Ray did it all yeah, the time. Ray. Meetings, yeah. He's walking around with What's smelling that? sauce in his pocket. See, I'm true story. Put him down. <laughs> That's awesome. Smelling ammonia packs. Did Sirianni do that before the national anthem? I don't- Oh, when he cried. Come on, man. All right, so man listen, had a moment, man. Man. Oh, no. All right, so hold on, hold on. Let me let me set it up. Baldy's coming up at four o'clock. I'm sure Baldy appreciated the crying. But but Jack, was Nick Sirianni crying during the national anthem of the Super Bowl? Was that a beautiful moment or was that embarrassing? Embarrassing. No, and B no. crying was embarrassing. I agree. That was a beautiful moment. <laughs> what was beautiful? Moment. What was beautiful about Be- it? Because it, it was somebody that that was internalizing the I moment know, that he was I in know, on the field. It, whatever. And I can appreciate. There's it. Been, we've played 57 Super Bowls. There's been seven million players that have played in it, and this is the only guy I've seen crying on the no, sideline. No, no, Sean Moreno very famously that was cried. in the NFC AFC Championship. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Everyone's been through a lot to get there. He's the only one bawling his eyes out. Lock it on the game. You see Andy? Andy's probably laughing. It was embarrassing. Like, come but on. Listen, everybody's different. Jonathan know, Gannon's very not, emotional. Jonathan Gannon's not going to cry at his introductory press conference. Shane Steichen was crying at his introductory press conference. Everybody's oh, different. Soft, we got a big crybabies in the offense. <laughs> AJ was damn near crying yeah, it, yesterday. It, it, see, all right, so look at it like this. Because I think the Steichen I think that I think the Steichen crying <laughs> is much is much more offensive to me than Nick Sirianni <laughs> on the field that crying. Offensive? Because it is. Wow. The guy loves his players. So, I, I know he does, got, but still. In the, in the year and a half he was here. But still, get it together. See, <laughs> But why can't he? He's in the but Super the, Bowl. The difference with Sirianni is Sirianni, that's like frat brother crying when a pledge is about to be in the fraternity or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Siri, what? Sirianni's a frat brother crying, and, and Shane Steichen is, really cares about the players. And he's, all I'm saying is that you know Sir, I mean? Sirianni, for me, is lucky they came out and scored quickly, or else that would have been a storyline all day. This guy's too emotional <laughs> heading into the game. 
The guy is standing there Beautiful at moment. the Super Bowl. From Mount Union. Where the national anthem is being played. And I'm pretty sure there are a lot of things running through his mind at that moment. And sometimes that's going back to your childhood. Yep. You know? Your whole and, life flashes before you. Which also reminds me, did I see footage of him at Mount Union this past weekend somewhere? I did. I saw it. I yeah. Catching yeah. balls, yeah. Yeah, what the hell was that? He's he, a good he, wide receiver. I don't even know what I was looking at. We all saw the same thing? I, I saw, saw something. A, a pass, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even even then, though, he'd catch the ball and get him to start talking smack immediately. Yes, he did. Well, he talked about how everyone in the, the rival town over him hates him. Still. Are you surprised? <laughs> no, I'm not. You're like the San Francisco morning show. They can't believe that, that they got beer thrown oh, on him at the, at the Eagles game. Oh, man. Yeah, man, he was having a moment, man. Let him have it. Let, let him have his moment. Yeah, man. All right, make that our yeah, Twitter question. Yeah, but now question. we're going to get memed to death for the next, like, <laughs> until we win a Super the Bowl crying, again. The yeah. crying Sirianni. The crying Sirianni. No, the crying Jordan is always that. That's always going to be the number one. Can you put yeah. the? Can you? Do we have a? Maybe Angelina can put the uh, crying Sirianni pictures on our face. The man shows passion, shows emotion, and you guys want to mock him. No, I loved it. I, I, honestly, God, I loved it. Jack, Jack was like, "It's embarrassing." Well, what's embarrassing about it? Because it, it's the Super Bowl, and he's he's Jack he's crying his eyes out like he's watched the Notebook. Like I can. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do when you watch the Notebook. Well, it's emotional. Movie. Like I had said. And you should know it was coming because everything's always about coming. his dad and his exactly. brothers oh, and family like, and football. The, the dumb Mount Union coach or whatever. I know. I know. The whole life story. I hear it every day. We have my brother ran the wing tee and the, the players sucked in high school. I know. But, but you should appreciate that Nick is a little bit of a, like, in, in a good way, a simple guy. But he's a simple guy in a good way. You know what I mean? Like, it meant a lot to him. It meant a lot that his dad was able to be at the Super Bowl right. with everyone, him and watch like, him. Not everyone's. But, like, that, it happens Everybody's all the dad, time. Most people's dad was there. They got a dad. He was probably there. Now, Kelsey was crying for the game. I'll give him a pass because that yeah. could have been his last game. Right. That's a pass. That's a good well, cry. This, this might have been Nick's last Super Bowl, too. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope not. But, yeah, you're right. Let's go to Mike in Wilmington. Mike, how are you, buddy? What's up? Hey, what's up, guys? Hi, Mike. So, um... I think I'm in that stage where I don't know whether I'm depressed or I'm pissed off. Like, I want to run out in the yard and punch my neighbors or something. I don't know what to do. Don't don't do that. that. Go punch your tree. Don't punch a neighbor. Like like the other listeners. Reels, yes. There Mm -hmm. you go. Mm -hmm. I'm the typical Philly fan stage right now. Like, I'm being extremely hypercritical. I'm going to dwell on it for a long time. And I'm, I'm, first of all, the juju thing, man. Just yeah. your mouth. Yeah. Just yeah. Mouth. I, I don't I mean, know. Like, win like a man, lose like a man. I mean, I don't get that. But, I think that I mean, backfired on him. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I think, and, it didn't work out like he thought it was going to work no, out. Not yeah. at all. Not at all. But, I mean, I'm, I'm, no one should be blaming the field. Let's let's get that out of the way. Yes. Both teams had to play on that field. Like, that's ridiculous. Yep. But, I mean, it, it comes down to the swing place for me. I mean, I, I'm livid about the officials, but the reality is, they were officiating for both sides. There's questionable calls all over the place. They should never officiate ever again in that stage, mm. the largest stage in the in the world, and the swing place. I mean, the fumble, yeah. the the horrible punt return. How do you let them waltz down the field for one of the longest returns in Super Bowl history? It's the longest punt and return in Super Bowl history. Yep. Sixty-five yards. And Quez dropping the ball like that yep. should have been a catch. That 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 could have ended up turning into another seven points. Mm-hmm. I, I, look, I, it hurts, and that's not a pun, but it, it hurts. Like, it wow. really actually hurts, and, and it's going to take a long time to get over it, and that's all I got. Go Phils. Thank you, Mike. Go Phils. Appreciate it. <laughs> Go Phils. Excuse me? So, one thing you that see, you see, the, the, the mitts popping down in Clearwater today? 
I did. Did that help you get over the uh, the well, little Jack, the cute little I, Super Bowl loss? I didn't see the mitts popping. Oh, the mitts are popping. <laughs> are you telling me pitchers and catchers have reported? Oh, they, 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 they started today. So the truck is there with the oh. sunflower seeds. Yeah, I saw Kimbrell on the mound. I did too. It's exciting. I saw the same things. I, I uh, Todd Selecki put a, he Instagrammed a couple pitch, pictures, and I'm like, oh man, I wish I I can't wait to go down Clearwater. There you go. Less than a month. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Marks and Reese, 215-592-9494. We have Baldy coming up next. Everything we're talking about, who to blame, how much of it's Jonathan Gannon, how Baldy saw the Super Bowl, he joins us coming up next. So don't go anywhere. Also, Paul and Delco, I got to talk to you. I'll take phone calls next segment. Black Gritty's probably going to fight with me. OG Wade, your calls, 215-592-9494. Marks and Reese, don't go anywhere. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.